0: Warning: The following podcast may contain phrases such as "the most powerful written character in all of Star Wars universe is Jar Jar Binks." Fuck you. Fuck off. (laughs) It's true.
1: It's true.
2: Three
3: unwise men. Bum bum bum.
0: With Frog Grant and Ryder, no, this should be good. Okay, let's have at it. So, I was recently watching the Star Wars films.
3: Wait, okay, which ones? The
0: new ones or the old ones? One through six. Okay, so all.
2: Is this in preparatory for
0: seven coming out? Yes, and I was I had a cold, so like yeah, <laughs> that's a good. Excuse. You know, like you yeah, had those marathons, sure, sure, yeah, yeah and of so course, well, like you do, yeah, exactly. And then it was it was that, and I was packing, and so it was like the one thing left out. So I, uh yeah, I was preparing. No, I mean, I was preparing for a new movie. Of course, I was. The trails were off. Yeah, you, you nerd, the, you
2: look that. But yes.
0: So I was I in this preparation. I was, I was looking at this, and I was like looking at it from a storytelling standpoint. Mm. Okay, and in that process, I have come to understand who the most, like, the most powerful written character in the entire Star Wars universe actually is. Well, that's
2: that's Luke Skywalker,
0: right? You say Luke? What do you say?
2: Mm, most powerfully written character in the entire Star Wars universe. He's very compelling. I'm gonna go with Yoda.
3: Yeah, I mean, that he's been
0: very influential, for that matter. You get both wrong. Oh. It's Who is the it? most powerful written character in all of Star Wars universe? Is Jar Jar Binks? Fuck you! Fuck off!
2: <laughs> it's true.
1: It's true. <laughs>
0: what the hell? Yeah, and I actually hold to this okay. strongly. Justify all right. yourself. All yeah. right. no, this, no, this is no. This is going to be the good part. Yeah, you're going to be convinced. Okay, let's all have right. it. Here we go. Point one. There's really, there's really only one point, Um but <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very complicated theory. So I'm actually shocked that there is that many points. Yeah, but it's true though, because if you think about Jar Jar Binks. He is so powerfully written. Not only does he ultimately bring apart the destruction of the Republic, right? Through, like, they kind of convince him. He's, he's the catalyst for, for the entire, like, vote of no confidence, which allows the evil emperor to get in. So he, he, he effectively destroys the Republic. He, he does what Darth Vader can't even do. He, Darth Vader kills a couple kids. Bad. I get it. But he destroys the Republic. Jar Jar Binks. And then on top of that, he almost successfully destroys the entire, like, series out of the movie series, right? So he's that powerful. He's so powerfully written. It not only destroys the end story, it almost destroys the franchise out of it. After that first first movie with Jar Jar on Binks, he's that powerful. He's that powerfully written.
2: Okay, okay. So your your argument, then, is if if a character breaks the series and makes it unwatchable, that character is the most powerful character in the series?
0: Think about his influence.
2: Well, I mean, it certainly, it's kind of an ex... It's very meta. It's very true. Why? Well, okay. Okay. But, Am well, I wrong, granted, granted,
3: okay, so let's say for the, the inside the story bit, yeah, he essentially breaks apart the he Republic.
0: He destroys the okay. entire Republic. Okay. That's a puppet. Yeah, well, but that's like one component of the entire but thing. But Harry Potter is ultimately a puppet for... for Dumbledore. No one's arguing Harry Potter's the yeah, most that's...
2: powerful person in the Harry Potter series. He's Hence pretty powerful. Name. He's you know, pretty powerful, but not the most powerful. I would guess
3: that uh, Harry Potter is the most powerful in that series because... Uh, what's, what's the name of it? What, Voldemort? No, no, Harry Potter. Like that's we right. We yeah. can't name is yeah. Well, just because you
0: have a title doesn't mean it's like... They could have named that thing Voldemort or like He Who Cannot Be Named secret book series. Yeah, you
3: try to name your stuff that and you wonder why it's not as popular. <laughs> true.
0: Probably true. <laughs> Sure,
2: yeah, I mean, E.T. wasn't the most powerful character in E.T. Yeah, the military was.
0: Right. E.T. got his ass kicked for the entire movie. movie. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like,
3: weren't they talking about a. Sword? Old other gets to... fucking shot. What the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's his sacrifice. Your theory's that makes worse him. than mine.
3: Your theory's worse than mine. Jar Jar Binks hold. Who said I was good with
0: stories? I'm just here pressing buttons. I'll, I'll, that's all I do. Jar Jar Binks told. I'm holding this. Not only the Republic destroyed by Jar Jar Binks.
2: That, no, 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 the is destroyed by Palpatine no. using
0: Jar Jar Binks as a puppet. Oh, tomato, tomato.
2: Oh, by this... Okay, by this... By this logic. Okay. Then mm-hmm. the Stormtrooper... Yes. Who Obi-Wan... Mind Moogies Yes To go away Yes Is actually more powerful Than Obi-Wan Because he chooses Not to look at the droids
0: That That's how I feel About that Stormtrooper Did he choose that Let oh, me ask you this question
2: So that, that Stormtrooper Then brings
0: apart the Empire It does If you think about it Okay no, here So is
2: that Stormtrooper Now more powerful than Jar Jar
0: Yeah <laughs> uh. If you think about it though mm-hmm. Which has more memes These are the droids I was looking for No He's more powerful Those memes are everywhere The strength of that Stormtrooper Cannot be denied Well that's what I'm saying. So is he
2: more powerful than Jar Jar by your own internal or internal logic? Which is more powerful? That Stormtrooper or Jar Jar? He made it
0: popular, but Jar Jar he was so here's why, because he made it popular, but Jar Jar almost kills it.
2: Ah, but is it is it harder to build a thing or destroy it?
3: Hmm. You know, I've always held... I don't know, I built a lot of hatred for Jar
2: Jar. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty damn easy, actually. That's <laughs> I've, my point. I've, yeah. I've,
3: I've always held the theory that things are more easily destroyed than they are built.
2: This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I, I'm... If we accept Grant's fucked-up internal logic, which it's,
0: I'm fine with... It's, I think it's a compelling argument.
2: Then that stormtrooper is more powerful than Jar Jar.
0: Well, okay, so conceivably conceivable okay well,
2: okay
3: but both uh both jar jar and the stormtrooper were technically puppets because
2: by the way i'm going to call the stormtrooper bob okay so bob was bob? A puppet.
0: like all bobs are just this is bob
2: yeah well this one aren't this they, weren't they, clones? Is bob.
0: Weren't they clones though isn't that like so they're all bobs well, yeah look they could pick different names it's like but can you as a clone uh, maybe. this raises ethical questions well I, I would assume that you'd want for all the clones out there
2: you think they're all named bob a
0: I think they I think yeah, no, well, Bob Bob are. Bob, Fett. Then it's Bob
2: for short. Is that, so why, so shut is, that, up. is that how you got
0: Bob? Is that how you got Bob from Boba Fett? No. Did you just, did that just no, we fall just, into that? Did we just fall into we that? We just
2: fell into that.
0: <laughs> we fell into that connection. Yeah, it was
2: totally random. Bob Bob
0: Fett Bob Bob is just the first Fett. name. Bob Fett's of like the I, redneck okay, kind of like, <laughs> it's like
2: it's like the the less skilled cousin of Bubba Fett. Right. Bob Fett. Bob Fett. He's well he's you know He's still on Tatooine. He's got a six pack. It's like the whole a
3: grown beer, version. mind you, yeah. not 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 a, a like a six pack stomach, just a beer. Right. Six pack. Yeah. Right.
2: No, he's got a one pack stomach. He's got yeah. more of a cat keg, keg, It's keg like a stomach. fridge. Yeah. It's a fridge. It's it's a it's a bag of of wine. Yeah. A bag. <laughs> he's got a Franzia bag. That's you, what you, he's got. You always you
0: always know you're in trouble when when wine comes in a bag. Right. Yeah. This is what I'm
2: saying.
3: Yeah. So he's so, the type that will drive around with one arm hanging out of the jet pack, right? The yeah. Bob Fett, the Bob Fett is driving around with one arm. So he's got a suntan on his clothes on just that one part, on just the on just his, his yeah. left
0: arm. Yeah. So he's like the discount stormtrooper.
2: Could be. Well, he's, he, I mean, he's he's not a stormtrooper anymore, right? He's a he's an independent an independent Mandalorian bounty hunter, except not really. Yeah,
0: and he just but goes just, on hunts. So he was just there for the. Because he was in a stormtrooper in the story show, though. Uh, sure, but I mean, he's... he's like the, he moonlights? Well, yeah. Like, he's, he's a, a moon... Like, he, like he doesn't... He's not good enough stormtrooper, so he has to have two jobs? Right. He's <laughs> gotta be like... Yeah, no. Well, like, when you're one he's job... Kind of,
2: he's kind of the dog, the bounty hunter. <laughs> <Of> the...
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's not good enough to have a gun, so he brings around Mace instead.
2: Right, right. But look, Jedi mind tricks only work on the weak-minded, okay?
3: <laughs> right, clearly. The Bobs of the... right. Yeah, right. so talking about Bob...
2: And yet um, he is still as or more powerful than Jar Jar Binks. Well, both, okay, so we have to, what?
3: we have to decide something though. Uh, cause Bob was a puppet and Jar Jar Binks was a puppet by relation, right? Because they were right, both right, 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 being right. influenced by someone else. He's so a does puppet. that, <laughs> so does that make them, uh, completely inconsequential to this? And instead, is it more that, um, you know, uh, the fuck! I'm horrible with names, guys.
2: Actually, you know what?
3: Uh,
0: if, what you're, if if you're puppets, trying to say, he's trying to ask is: is does the Dark Lord do the puppet masters? Are the puppet masters more important than the puppets? That's the crux of his his yeah, argument, to much. which I disagree.
2: Well, actually, under that logic, the most powerful person in the Star Wars universe is, in fact, Jim Henson.
0: Oh shit! Mm. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I thought we weren't going meta
0: on that.
2: Well, I just I'm just saying.
0: I'm just arguing. I am. I'm absolutely arguing Jar Jar.
2: Although, by my internal logic,
0: you know, it could be the guy with his actual
2: hand up Yoda's ass, and that would be Frank Oz.
0: Mm. Right? It's yeah. a valid argument, right? It's a valid argument. I mean, if you've got Yoda on your hand, which <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> If you, you think know, about it, we all have a little Yoda, our little Yoda yeah, on we, our head. Yeah, we're hand. entering the Rule like Thirty Four territory right that's now. A really bad porn. Little yeah, little that's Yoda. Rule
2: Thirty Four. Well, or or a, a really soothing Zen saying.
0: Right, think of it as a Zen. Like a fortune cookie, the Yoda on your hand. You have. Cookie. We all have a little Yoda on our hand. We all just have a little Yoda. That's we so all gross. have a little. Yoda, so. <laughs> I just got a little Yoda on her hand.
2: It's one of those things. Son of a bitch, I got some Yoda on my hand. It's one of those.
0: <laughs> it's one of those sayings that you could like put out there, and it absolutely matters on how you say it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like i have got a little Yoda on my hand.
2: Confucius say, "You have Loda on your hand, right?" That's, that's, that's Loda. What I don't, the know, f- what, I don't know, edit that in post, please. <laughs> well, we do so much editing. We'll do that in post. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So your
0: argument. So so let's let's go to the 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 tester of all this. Does the theory stand?
2: I I don't. I can't because I hate Jar Jar Binks. I hate him so much.
0: That's my point, though. How, do you hate him more than you like anybody else?
2: Because
0: mm. that's the crux of my entire argument
2: No, because I still watched the movies And so there must have been something redeeming in those movies Yeah, to we're, make all, me watch them. But we're
0: all a little sadist well, Which character to you Do you mean masochist? But, well, that's, yeah, uh, masochist I brought people <laughs> <laughs> I brought people to that film That's what I made I stuck out, I got tickets Masochist also The point I'm trying to make though is like Of the characters that kind of resound for you Do you like other characters more than you dislike Jar, Jar? Or does your dislike for Jar Jar so cloud everything else that it is the most powerfully written character? So so does
2: the existence of, you know, for instance, Han mm-hmm. make Jar Jar okay? Yes. Or at least Jar Jar tolerable. Well, okay, so the the thing and, that and would the, have... the answer has to be yes, because I if if given the idea uh, option of disposing of the entire Star Wars movie franchise as a whole, sure. I would choose not to do that. Mm-hmm. Right, which means those parts of Star Wars that are redeeming
1: mm-hmm.
2: are are greater than those parts of the Star Wars tr- or series that are annoying.
3: So I think that uh, had Jar Jar been in more of the movies, he then was. that might have been the, Never. the tipping point,
0: right? But he wasn't. Fortunately, he wasn't. Well, I think they really he was so poorly received after the first one that they yeah. ultimately right like just remove he was like just visible in the last two
2: right yeah, yeah yeah he was just kind of there right up until he, he fucks over the <laughs> yeah
0: until <laughs> he fucks everybody else well and he was basically he was as visible in those movies as the actual chemistry between our main two characters right right yeah there was there was actually as much Jar Jar being as there was chemistry you
2: know I actually one of my good friends my my proofreading panda bear um
0: You're, what i have wow. one of those um well don't. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's fortune. a whole different thing. Yeah, uh, Right.
2: He uh he likes to fast forward through everything that doesn't have Obi Wan.
0: Just watch it Obi Wan like monster. He just watches
2: the Mo- Obi Wan movie. And apparently it's amazing. Like apparently that movie is great.
0: Really. There's apparently a um I'm out there there's a s you know, and there's a uh, sequence in which you can watch the movies. It's like a thing where you can like watch them in a certain sequence in a different chronologic, like different chronology than what they were actually like. Not one, two, three, right? You watch mm-hmm. two, then four. You know, you watch them in this like series, the sequence, and apparently it's really like a lot more compelling that way. Huh? Yeah, it's like a thing. It's on the internet. Like of course, it of is. course it is. But like, yeah. I don't know what it is now, of course, like a thousand people because we have thousands of okay, listeners like this, this are fall, y- are yelling about it. Right, like go see that thing.
2: This fall, you and I are gonna do
0: that. Absolutely. Like before
2: before like the Christmas yeah. release of the new Star yeah, Wars yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find that and we're going to do it over a weekend.
0: Yeah. And watch it in the right And series. watch it and
2: then we'll come back on the podcast and report as to whether this is completely bullshit or not. <laughs>
3: probably is. Like, well, probably if you guys is. can get past not yelling about Jar Jar the entire time. The most powerfully written
2: character. To be fair, to be fair, half the time I will be yelling about the word But Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God, why
0: would you? Yeah, it's... Sorry, Jar Jar's still worse.
3: You know, I, I think the person that I would have rather had more presence in there to help mitigate Jar Jar Binks uh, from those characters probably would have been Jean-Luc Picard.
2: Just, I think that has yet. Just go ahead and
0: yeah, uh, go ahead so, and take that wherever you're going with it. Yeah, I was like, so,
2: no, it like you're not going anywhere good. But you go already ahead. crashed. You already. Yeah. So let just let just see where this train ends up. Yeah.
3: So uh, Jean-Luc Picard had very few scenes in the entire Star Wars series.
0: And this, yes, he had very few in yeah. Star Wars. Cause he's not in.
3: <laughs> That's beside the point.
1: He has very few scenes. <laughs>
0: You know who else had
3: a, not a lot of seeds in it? it Jordy Rus- LaForge. Jordy was- LaForge should have been in there too, but you know what? Russell
2: Crowe has very few seeds in it as well. Yeah. I couldn't even- I, I, you know what? I think we could have stood to add James Bond. <laughs> James Bond
0: too. You know what? I, I think, but yeah. You know, at least, at least in
2: one of the that. cantina scenes.
0: Yeah, he's in. The, I swear, he's he's in, if James Bond was there, he's in the back with those like trill people or whatever they are. Wait, yeah. that's Star Trek. Yeah,
2: there's a whole different yeah uh, movie going on back there. So no. there's a different movie, all right, going on back there.
0: There's a whole different movie. You know what's
2: funny is I bet that fanfic exists somewhere in the world. It does. If you're listening and have written us, send us a link and we will put it on our page.
3: Yeah, and we want to also hear your feedback like, as well about who the most influential character was starting Jar. to star
2: nah, it's not Jar Jar. It's not Jar, Jar. Uh,
3: i am forever the cheeseburger guy well and that's because you didn't know my name initially
2: it, it is it is you just well oh, during the design meeting you were just the one guy who were like all of us were sitting around there with like iced teas or cokes sure, sure. and you fucking you've got a giant cheeseburger in front of you and so the third one that was, the, that was the first one. Third the, one. That was the first the one third of the day. One. First,
0: we, first one of that sitting. Yes. Of the day. It, Did you have any other cheeseburgers? The, the point here, Dave,
2: <laughs> like, there was like a cheese plate for everyone else. Like eight cheese? people sitting around at <laughs> the table. This was not that fancy. It was, was like it? one cheese. No, no, no. We had the cheese plate. Do we, we have Mox. a cheese plate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's throw in a cheese
0: let's plate. Let's actually talk about mocks real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's throw them a shot Let's throw them a shot Mocks. Cafe Mocks. Seattle, Washington.
2: They did not pay us to do this, by the
1: way. No. they did not do it. This us. is of our own volition.
0: Was that Card Kingdom? It's in Card Kingdom, right? It's in Card Kingdom. And yeah. it's, 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 a magical place. It, it's, it's actually awesome. a
2: cafe that lets you go and be gaming. Yes,
0: yeah. 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 So Card, Card Kingdom is a place that has a lot of board games, has miniatures, has a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Just great stuff. They've got two private, private, private rooms you can rent. Um, it's a fantastic place to hang out and, and, and meet people. And in their cafe, which serves alcohol, yeah. Which is pretty much how we decide everything that happens on this podcast <laughs> yeah, 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 with alcohol. Yeah. Is is Cafe Mox, mm-hmm. which is where we had our design meeting.
2: Yep. And we ordered a cheese plate and then cheeseburger guy over here was like, I want a big fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> I
3: was hungry if okay. so we we're,
2: we're sitting there and I, you know, I'm I'm I know Grant. Sure. Uh, I know Esther, who's my wife. She was with me. I, like, I hope so. I, 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 like, I know her. <laughs> I know her. Right. <laughs> like, like, just to preface that.
1: Well, yeah, I'm I mean, familiar with her. <laughs>
2: I've, I'm somewhat in passing acquaintance yeah. with my wife for 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just met her. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, we get together occasionally. And then there was me. And, I, I, and then uh, there was you know, some people I didn't know. Sure, yeah, yeah. And one of those was Cheeseburger Guy, yeah. and he became Cheeseburger Guy. I am now Cheeseburger Guy. So, for those of Producer you who don't know,
0: that,
1: now we know. a cheeseburger.
3: Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what bit. you
0: don't know is that was like we he had multiple cheeseburgers that had that, that I that did bit.
3: actually. I went on a fucking frenzy. Yeah, he day. had like <laughs> I called
0: him later that that day. And I was like, What'd you think? How'd you think it went? You know, how you like check in with people after, you know, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, how'd it go? And he's like, Pretty good. I hate myself. And I was like, well, Why? It's <laughs> like, dude, I had another cheeseburger. And I was like, After. What he goes, yeah, Yeah, because what we had, no, no, no. So we had, you went to Wendy's, wasn't it? No, 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 we went to Dick's,
3: and for those of you who are outside of that area, it's a a cheeseburger cash only joint.
0: We went to Dick's, Dick's is amazing, yeah. Dick's is
2: Dick's is the whorehouse of cheeseburger, Dick's is the scummy
0: whorehouse of (laughs) cheeseburger. Did I ever tell you, so good did I ever tell you the uh, like college Dick story? no well that that's kind that context like yeah let's just cut, <laughs> let's go right let there just cut that so we were of course as in college if you go it's to
1: of hot grease that's all whole point, if
0: you go to university of washington which is a fantastic school and i suggest it mm-hmm. um we're at the university of washington which is where Dix is right next to it in seattle and we were of course mildly drunk right as one does and we go to dicks everybody else of course drunk in Dick's parking lot. Absolutely. And, and so we all have this because, like, these It's burg- a way of tradition. <laughs> it's just, it's a passing, right? And the pra- people we're, we're with, we're with, like, a couple people who are from here and we're having a good time. And two people from Portland came up and they're visiting and they have a couple cheeseburgers and they're like i don't feel so well <laughs> and
2: we literally yeah, well, go you've been eating nothing but gluten free <laughs> organic bullshit yeah exactly <laughs> but we were like and now you have stepped up to the most processed food known to
0: man with a pound of grease alongside it
3: it's so right. good
0: it's like the best burger it melts it's like mm. dick's sponsor us cuz i will eat i will eat right. one of your burgers every single time we're talking no no, no we mm-hmm. we will
2: we will talk about go dudes. there
0: all the time. And and they do a lot for the community and I love they do. I, I yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. my favorite part about it was that we literally I like turn to him and, and like we go, It'll you you have to you have to work through it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Play have through the to, pain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, What do you mean? And, and you're like, trust me. And now they're addicted. And <laughs> I'm like, it's like that thing where you have oh, it's yeah. like it's like smoking. Yeah. Right, not that I've ever smoked and you shouldn't because your lungs are healthy. Mm. But like you know, when like the first like they like cough and stuff, and then it's like, but it's like, Dick, you first want to be like, oh, my gosh, this is so heavy. But then now you're but like, but I kind of want
2: another one. It's
3: like alcohol in that first sense. You go out with your oh, first yeah. large binge and you're going, oh, what the fuck did I do? But then afterwards, you're like, fuck, well, let's do that again. Yeah. Let's do that again. Yeah. Speaking of uh, pacing ourselves with alcohol. It's gonna Ooh. segue great into a our topic. Nice one. Yeah. yeah, that was
0: probably our best.
2: That yeah. is probably our best segue. Yeah, and have, now we're fucking it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We
3: have no other good.
0: Seg- yeah, we have no uh, other good segues. We're so
3: to- today we're going to start out. Right. We'll continue our conversation. <laughs> we're going to start, <laughs> start out. out. Yeah. We're going to start out. We're going to continue on into the topic of pacing. So, uh Frog, could you give us a brief synopsis of what pacing is?
2: Well. I- it's one of the more self-explanatory <laughs> titles, actually. Like it sounded very official. You know, like yeah, we've had like info dump show versus tell. What the fuck are these? Well, the pacing is just that. It is the speed at which your story moves.
3: Yes. Why is it important?
2: Uh, because it is the speed at which the reader reads your story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you don't want this speed to ever be such that the reader grows bored with the story. Mm. Okay. The idea here is that your reader should not read your story and stop reading at some point. If you, if you've ever read a book and you're like, "Wow, I kind of like this book, but for some reason I just didn't continue it." It's because the basing on that book was fucked up.
0: Yeah. So what's well, called The Beats. Right. The yeah. Beats are and it's like one of I mean, and it's one of the things one of the best things I read and it was it had to do with articles. You know, in fact, I I should probably pull it up and I might while while you're talking next um, and it was an interesting article, and I want to say it's for someone from the New Yorker. It, if if you follow this podcast at all, you'll know that I will often reference things so vaguely, right? Because I yeah. remember it, but I have no idea where I saw it. Um, but I recall it being from the New New Yorker, and it was titled, They Want to Put It Down or something. It was like something to that effect, and it was basically mm-hmm. an argument at every person who picks up, like it had to do with articles, but it's applicable to a story, is looking for a reason to stop reading. Yes, Okay. Like, they want to put it down. They're doing something else. You are competing with the, the iPad. You're competing with Facebook. You're competing with a thousand other things, right? There,
2: there's actually a, a Neil Stephenson short story called Jippy and the Paranoid Chip that involves, really? it's awesome and you should read it for totally different reasons. I'm going to. Mm. Um, but it, it involves the idea of mind share management. And so there's this corporate group whose job it is to, occupy people's minds and keep their minds off of bad things really yeah that's that's like the central well it's one of the central premises of the short stories which is great there's a hotel in the philippines that's being developed and they are in order to develop this area they are digging up an old sewer system and there's a horrible smell and this corporation has been brought in to distract all the hotel guests before they can actually register the fact in their brains that they are smelling that smell Hmm. wow interesting and that's part of the story and then it goes on from there. But that, that concept, that idea of mind share, your mind is focused on one thing for so long and then it tries to focus on something else mm-hmm. and your goal is to take a user's mind and force it back sure. into what you want it to be doing. That's where pacing comes in.
0: Well, and let's talk about then the pace of, in terms of the scope of why do we read things. Right. I read things to become like absorbed in them. Yes. You know what I mean? You get pulled out of your current world. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. that that's the reason. I mean that's the reason I visit Middle Earth, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or was, I visit, I you know, I. That's mean, I, actually
3: good phrasing. Is to say you're visiting somewhere. You need to feel like you're visiting somewhere.
2: You do, uh, and actually, it's it's a little bit more than that because I don't think of it as a visit. I I think of it like a ride.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: on. like you're being taken on like a theme park ride or something, right? Sure. It's it's more than just a visit. You are going along with someone to do a thing. That's, I mean, setting is where visiting the world comes in. Sure, it, yeah, sure, sure. Pacing is about being interested in the thing that's going on.
0: So let's talk then about the beats,
2: and, and this is important.
0: So the the <laughs> um, I one of the I'm gonna throw out now to um you know a good book. That actually, I thought was was great for it. I think screenwriting books, believe it or not, actually do a good job of teaching beats. Okay. Because they they do a good job of teaching Western storytelling, and and in Western storytelling, you know, a lot of the beats are the same. You know what I mean? And uh, right, 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 Save the cat for me was a fantastic book for that reason. I don't know if you're familiar with I'm it. I'm not. It's a fantastic book in that that respect, and it's one of the things where, because as a as a writer, one of the prerequisites for being a writer there's there's, there's you know, there's very few hard, fast rules. In fact, if anybody tells you there's, there's a rule, there's eight people who, who broke it and are more successful than, than right. the, the nine people who gave you the rule. The point that I'm trying to make, though, is that um, there is one kind of steadfast rule, and that is like writers have, are, are also readers. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to be at least vaguely familiar with either how a story is constructed and, and, or the genre in which you're writing to, to, to some, sometimes, you know, understand everything and all the mechanisms. Yes. But, um, what I found though is he, they basically, I think it was Brian Snyder and I think is the <coughs> name if I'm recalling properly. He, um, he like dissected a bunch of screenplays and it works for books and it's about Western storytelling. And what's interesting about it is I found that a lot of those beats, when I went and looked at what I was working on, the beats were in there where on the parts I thought worked well. Right. And then where I knew something was off... You were missing a beat. I was missing a beat. And that's really ultimately what, you know, that I mean, kind of piggybacks on editing. Well, the,
2: the best like third-party source I've seen on pacing... Sure. ...is actually a, a video that was done uh, for game design. Really? Uh, it's done... The extra credits people who who uh, used to work with the Penny Arcade TV... Sure, sure. Um Okay. They did a video on pacing that was just amazing, um, and it broke down Star Wars, mm. and of course, uh, Episode Four specifically, right? Yeah, a, a New Hope, which has great pacing.
0: Oh, it's got a, it's a fantastic pacing.
2: It, it is probably like the iconic movie in terms of this is how you pace a movie. Yes, and it breaks it down in and shows you on a line graph how the action rises and falls, mm-hmm. and it's not a straight line from zero zero upward on a diagonal and that's what a lot of people think right is, is that it should just be constantly rising no. rising 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 it's actually a wavy line mm-hmm. that slowly ascends but goes up and then down and then up a little further and then down a little less and then up a little further then down a little less and then up a little further and as a result you get this wavy line that that's kind of transcending upwards and they took you through every single plot point in A New Hope, they, they just break it down point by point by point by point. And as a result, you've got this graph showing you this is how you pace
0: a story. Well, and that's the thing, too, is with you, when you look at it that way, Sorry. Um, when you look at it that way, you have the pacing is the space between these rising and falling. Mm. Yes. You know what I mean? That's the that's the that's how quickly you're going up and down. If you pace too quickly... You know, it's too jarring to right, be, no, no. I'm high, I'm low, I'm low, I'm low, you know. Your
2: your reader has to be able to breathe.
0: Yes. Mm.
2: Your reader has to be able to take a breath, because if it is all fast, then it's also
0: all slow. Yeah, there's no pace, because it's contrasting. Right. You have you, to have you the contrast. You need
2: the contrast. You need to be able to step back. So something frantic happens, and then we step back from it, and we, we absorb, and then something frantic happens. So, you know, Star Wars opens with the attack on the Rebel ship. Sure. And then we're walking across the deserts of Tatooine, and we're slowly building back, and we're building back, and now we're in Mos Eisley, and now we're breaking out, and it's an action scene, and oh my god, and now we're on the Millennium Falcon, and we're doing a training scene.
0: Yes. Yes. And now we're slowly being brought back
2: in, and well, now in we're re- on the Death Star, and now we're going through the Death Star, and now we're right.
0: I mean, it and it rises and it fall. It's like breathing. And then as the and then as the action scenes, close together. Right. Well, and, and it has to do with the weight weight of a story. The character stuff heavy up front. Yep. The issues that those things present, the action is resolving these things as the story continues. And,
2: and that's what you get to do in the breathing moments, mm-hmm. right? Is you get to build your characters. You get to react to the things that have happened. You get to lay out your setting. All of those great things that you absolutely need for your story happen in those low moments. Uh, we talked a little bit during one of our earlier podcasts about the Waterworld Director's Cut. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we did that because the original Cut of Waterworld was crap, and it's because it cut out all the low moments.
0: <laughs> it did, yeah, it cut out the character, it, it, it was completely poorly paced because it was just, it became a chase movie. Right, it was with a, the a whole one-eyed thing. eyed Dennis Hopper.
2: Right, and, and if you put those low moments back in, suddenly it becomes interesting and
0: great again. It's a good movie. Yeah. Mm. It is, yeah, well, and it's, it has to do with, with the, um, you want to present certain kind of beats at yes. the right time. And what I mean by that is you want to be able to have, you have the one plot go on, and then you want to actually, when you have your B plot, right? Right. You have your A plot and your B plot. I guess let me, let me qualify what I'm talking about here. You have your A plot, which for me is like the driving mechanism of the story. And then within that you have your B, your C, your D, whatever, you know. Plots. More personal plots? Yeah, I mean, or they're plots that build on the A, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you have, um, Let's talk about Star Wars. You have the whole plot element that has to do with Obi Wan and Darth Vader, right? Right, right. You know what I mean? That's a subplot. Of, that's a subplot. Yeah, exactly. So was I to say B plot type of You've sub-plot. got
2: you've got the redemption of Han Solo. That's
0: a subplot. Exactly. You've got, yeah, you've got all these love interests. Right, are like, always unless you're writing a romance, at which point that is the that is the, the point. that is a point. Yeah. But yeah, the um, so these subplots play out, but they need to be in the right place. If that movie started. With, like, if that whole story starts with, like, like the redemption of Han Solo, you, you know, you don't get the rest. You know what I mean? Right. Redeeming him from what? You know what I mean? Right. So,
2: no, it, it, it is absolutely critical that you put the high moments and the high moments and the low moments in the low moments, and you string those through your chronology, letting, and, it, letting it rise and fall.
0: Yeah, and and one of the things, too, is that one of the big elements of your pacing has to do with emotional change. Yeah, so that is the that is the mechanism by which your pace or is a fact, and I should say the like there is no thes and writing rules, but it's an effective mechanism for for driving your your pace. And one of the main things with it is you can play with that by like playing high, high, low, low, you know, a little bit, but you ultimately are alternating back and forth. Right. But but if your scene should have you should know what the emotional change is. Right. And if it doesn't change... Then you have a problem. You have a problem. Then why do you have the scene there? That's the point. Yeah. If, there's, if something doesn't change, you don't need the scene.
2: Right. Yeah. Something has to be different at the end of the scene than there was at the beginning.
0: Yeah. And setting isn't enough. No, 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 no. no. Setting, and that's one of the things. Setting comes out...
2: Setting comes out naturally as you're doing everything exactly.
0: else. Exactly. Yeah. Setting comes out with that. So if something has to change. If something isn't changing, you find your pace. You know what I mean? And so the question then becomes well, how then do I always put a, put a change in, right? Mm. And that is that
2: is basically the entire art of writing. Yeah. Right? That's why you're writing is to put change into things.
3: Exactly. One of the, uh, one of the things that we had talked about recently uh, in a uh, prior cast was show versus tell. And one of the analogies that was made about that was whether a camera could capture it. And if you're looking at it from a movie perspective – the way the camera work is done in an action scene versus a calm scene is different. So you should also reflect your writing style that way as well. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No
2: doubt. Um, mm-hmm. If you are in an, a high-paced action scene where everything needs to be fast, your sentences need to be short, choppy, and with the bare minimum of mm-hmm. adjectives. You need adjectives. Right. But... Th- you need just enough to get you through because you want your reader reading through that as quickly as possible.
0: Well, and they, they, and, and you do, and it's one of the things where I notice when I'm reading something that's very well crafted, and there's a lot of people out there who craft just beautiful stuff, right? Um, but when I'm reading and through that, when I get to these action scenes, I will often find myself, I'm like, shit, I, did I, I blurred through this page. Right. hmm But that's how I know I did it right, but yet I didn't miss anything. Right. How did I do that? How did he bring me along this journey that way? It's because the pacing is so in tune. The right. sentence length and the paragraph length and the scene length are so in tune with how fast a
2: reader reads. Right. The the shorter your sentences and the shorter your paragraphs, the easier they are for a reader to pick up, which means the reader will go through them faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if a reader is going through things faster, they will think of the action as being faster. Yes. And so when you are in an action scene, the last thing you want is a paragraph-long sentence.
3: There's actually an image of that, well, a scene that pops to mind. And it was rather silly. It was during a Top Gear episode, and uh, they were kind of uh, mocking uh, movie action. And there was this scene where Jeremy Clarkson absolutely wanted to make sure that the six second button press that had to happen for a car to engage something was filmed the entire time. So you have a little bit of this action stuff, and then you see the man pressing the button for six seconds in the middle of this action scene and then depressing it, and it finally moves on to something else. And that's the type of stuff that you want to avoid during those fast-paced scenes.
2: Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to break up a fast-paced scene with, oh, and then he swung his sword down, and then... The sun broke over the horizon. Yeah, he did suddenly. <laughs> and It coated <laughs> the stadium in glowing orange light. And he Yeah.
0: Right.
3: Well, even more so. And you he know, glinted
0: off of his eyes. The, the only and, reason to yeah. do
2: that in the middle of an action scene is if this is a grand triumphant moment that you're yeah. trying to build to. Yeah,
0: like his, his his hair is billowy. Like this is like the moment flowing of prophecy behind right? him. Right, and then like the angels have come down. And, and you're yeah. doing
2: that specifically to break the action and instead to focus
0: on it. Focus you're on putting this the moment. weight back on. The moment, as opposed to the the the, the the things behind it, yeah, and even then, it's like you know, if that's going to happen in your story, it better be. It better be. You the, earn it. He, yeah, he, yeah, you, you earn had to build to that. Yeah, it, so many plot points are coming together at that point. Like so much tension is being re, um, like like released that you're just. If that's happening day. in chapter one, there's a problem. Yeah.
2: is what we're <laughs> saying.
0: It's happening with an apple eating scene, just like he ate the apples. So.
2: That's that's the
3: equivalent of in a movie of excessive use of slow-mo, you have something, you know, if you're... Independence Day? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? You're just... Like, you, when you Will constantly...
0: Smith, like, gets up, apparently he gets up every time in that movie in slow-mo. Watch that movie again. <laughs> if he ever gets up from anything that happens, he does it in slow-mo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to do, watch that. Yeah, now. it's like after every crash scene, after whatever, it's like it's like this camera panning behind slow mo. Yeah, for uh, a while, no. I thought Will Smith could only stand up in slow motion. <laughs> 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 no, you can't. You can't have
2: climactic moments throughout your whole book, right? Right. You, you, your book can't be one big climax. Because big climax.
3: every if everything's a climax. Then nothing's a climax.
2: Right. That, you need foreplay. Yeah. You,
0: right. <laughs> That's a lesson for everybody. That is a lesson for everybody. I want you everybody. to take that out of this lesson and just go somewhere important with it.
3: Yeah. the That slow mo should be right at the end when it's very much needed to bring closure to the entire book or at least that part of. Well, this, if, the, you slow-mo. If, if you need slow mo. If you need it. I don't think at any yeah.
0: point you need. I mean, maybe you do. There's, you know, I'm going to say that and there's going to be some person who has like the best slow motion scene. Right. right. But even then, I'd feel like I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's so, trying. Use it wisely. Which yeah. means if to don't. not put it on. <laughs> <laughs> that's so
3: 80s, man. Use it. Coming up next, we have ourselves a little break, as I'm sure all of our listeners are accustomed to, and we'll be moving forward. We're right. looking forward to. Looking forward to. <laughs> fucking talking
2: about slow-mo, man. What the fuck is this shit?
3: Anyway. Is we'll that ready. your
2: voice for our listeners? Yeah, no, you did not That was Why? your voice. That's not that, our that voice.
3: Was, we talk completely was, different.
2: Cheeseburger guy. That was, you, that listener. was like our voice. You <laughs> think you're a, a piece of that's shit? That's apparently now. <laughs> our voice for our listeners. That's, well, sure. I guess, I guess, you know what? I Honestly, enjoy slow mo.
0: I think it's an awesome tool. I, <laughs> fuck off. We don't care. No, <laughs> that's like, it's, it's uh, our, like schizophrenic. You know what, here. though?
2: Honestly. If you're actually listening to this podcast, you probably are that dumb. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? He's Go joking, of course, we like all of we we find
3: love you, find our friends. Oh, we, we, we love your... you. Yeah, yeah, we love
0: you. It's okay if you don't love us. Yeah, right.
3: that's fine. So we shall return here in just a few short moments.
0: Yeah, you better. Is your
3: family a bunch of bigoted, hating assholes? Does it feel like you want to choke the ever-living fuck out of them? Can you not take them out in public? Try Diversity Serum, a new addition to the three unwise men selection. Warning, this product may cause side effects upon use, including constant arousal, double vision, sloughing of skin, diarrhea, upset stomach, genital warts, nasal and urethral leakage. If you experienced prolonged trecoitus for more than four hours, seek emergency medical attention. Ask your doctor if this treatment is right for your bigoted family. So three unwise men have decided to show up at your doorstep. And now you're sitting here going, why are they here? And you don't know. I don't think any of us actually know why we're here? Except we're just idiots on a podcast, did, right?
0: Did Cheeseburger Guy just get deep on us? Yeah, that's if that's deep, tried. we're in trouble. I think he tried, and that's what we ended up with. Yeah, right. that's that's the depth. Uh, it was like a kiddie pool.
3: Yeah, Cheeseburger Guy who goes only as deep as the fryer from which he gets his food. There we sure. go. There, there's your depth for the day. We are joined. I'm, I'm enjoying that visual. That, I know, right? <laughs> My wisdom is the depth of a deep fryer.
0: I'm that's really, uh, that's great. That's, we're just, yeah, welcome.
3: And uh, somebody has decided to join us in our, our torturous edition of this podcast. We have Maggie Bonham on the line with us. Hello, Maggie.
4: Howdy. How y'all doing?
3: We're doing fantastic. We're, we're talking
2: about we're pulling cheeseburger guy out the fryer. I don't yeah, know. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're saving him from whatever rambling incoherency we just entered ourselves here. So yeah. <laughs> no. Well, this is this is
3: how we do our intros and outros, right? We just oh, he's going to ramble again, and he hits the stop button at some point. And well, that's it gives, usually it.
0: it gives people an opportunity to to change. <laughs> <If they did. laughs> you change the channel on a podcast. You, I, you hit off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hello. Oh. So, uh, uh, Maggie, what got you into publishing? I mean, how'd you make the move from author to publisher and
1: why?
4: Uh because I went insane one day mm-hmm. and decided that that would be a good idea. <laughs> um because because being a pedantic author it wasn't good enough for me, so therefore I needed to uh deal with more authors <laughs> who were more like me and therefore uh we could all be pedantic together.
2: Oh. So she's like one level above us on the pedantic author sphere. She's like the That's umbrella. True. Right. Right, because we're just a a single penantic author. That's true. Right. So so you're
0: like the Borg of the...
4: (laughs) That's right. You will be assimilated. I knew it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair.
0: That's, yeah. I like where we're at with this now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've set the tone.
2: Actually, now I've got you in the... uh, I've got a visual image of you in the Borg queen makeup from, like, First Contact. Oh, yeah. Cool. And that's actually kind of awesome.
4: Yeah, actually, I'm good with that. Is that I like what,
0: that. Is that what you wear out, like, for a night on the town?
4: Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I when I go down to uh, to uh, take care of my goats, sure. Um, yeah. They 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 really dig that.
0: Well, goats are goats are known as a real connoisseur of the sci fi fantasy. Yeah, yes, they are. In, yeah. in
3: particular, with the board. I mean, they're just they're right on top of that.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah,
4: they can be kind of spooky.
2: <laughs> Which I mean, you, I always thought of goats as being more individualistic, but no, really. Yeah.
0: Have you thought about goats a lot? No. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I know nothing about a goat beyond they like like look out they'll like bite your shirt or something when you're not looking. Is that a thing?
1: Yeah. Yes, Re-
3: resistance is futile when we bite your shirt.
0: That's uh, is that where this all?
4: Yes that 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 does happen. What
0: is what does one do with goats? Like, is that from uh, some goat milk? Isn't that like a cheese yeah. or something? No, oh.
4: uh, no, you can actually drink it. It's actually pretty good, as long as you don't um, let it go more than a few days. It tastes kind of like uh, cow's milk with some sugar in it.
0: Is it better than the cow's milk?
4: Oh, yeah. You yeah. would have
0: that over cow's milk if you were given yes. like two milks. Yes. How's it yeah. with cookies? Because I'm a big milk and cookies kind of guy. Oh,
4: God. It is awesome with cookies. See, yeah. this
0: is, I'm missing out.
4: Yeah. And and uh, if you uh, if you have it as hot chocolate, not not right now because it's way too hot.
1: Oh yeah.
4: Um, if you have it as hot chocolate, it's like drinking cream.
0: Really? Ooh. Oh, you're See. selling me on the goats here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I bet. You, I bet I, given that, I bet you can make a good goat latte.
4: Oh God! Yes. Really. Yes. Well, I mean, if
2: it if it works well in hot chocolate, the the premise.
0: No, is I the believe same. you, but like, I mean, there's. I bet you there's a pretentious like cafe I could find in Seattle where I could sell this. I guarantee goat you, go lattes. Go lattes. This is yeah. Uh, these lattes. I'm shocked that it doesn't exist. These goats only eat organic. Chainsbury guy on the
2: computer, tell me if goat milk lattes are a thing in Seattle. Looking, it's I would be surprised be. if this hasn't already been. Invented. It
4: probably it probably hasn't been done because it doesn't last very long afterwards. the sure. milk is really really goaty <laughs> what? <laughs> what, is,
0: what would what would something taste like if something was was very goaty what is how does that
4: oh, oh God, I can't even describe it it's like um it's it it's if you if you go to the store and you buy uh the ultra pasteurized uh goat milk there okay. that's goaty
0: that's goaty mm-hmm. i feel like
4: i feel i feel
0: like well i was tempted to do that i feel like your description of it was a negative right it's going to be really goaty like look out right like so that's not really a selling point for me i don't know if i want to go get goaty milk
4: yeah well you could try it
0: i, My, I could
2: I'm wondering, I'm wondering where we could apply that adjective elsewhere. Like, that feels like an <laughs> adjective that could be useful.
0: Goaty. You should describe a date like that. <laughs> the date was really goaty. I don't know what that means. You just leave it.
2: I, I, I will leave that to you, because you're the one with all the dating right now. Like, <laughs> I'll just leave that as a I've got thing. one
0: wife. That's it. I'm yeah. not
2: gonna, and I'm not going to describe her as goaty, because then she's going to... You're
0: going to have zero wives. You describe your wife that way.
2: Because <laughs> then she's going to be all like, and kick me. Like, yeah. <laughs>
4: I was waiting for
3: somebody to drop that. That the the bot in there. I knew it was going to happen eventually. Well, I had to?
4: Caesar bot or ma? Nah.
3: Yeah, really? So it's a both? Well, I like the uh I like the screaming goats myself. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, you you've not seen or heard that yet? I don't want to hear this. Sounds terrible. It's amazing. It's hilarious. I'll show you, I'll I will show you later.
0: Yeah, please don't. I mean, I know the
2: fainting goats.
3: <laughs> well, there's the fainting goats
0: play. Isn't that what they use to like see if you can mind control in like the old <laughs> World War isn't that? The oh, people who you're stare talking at goats? about that stairs? Yeah, the, the men George who
3: stare Arnie, at goats.
0: George, yeah, they <laughs> make goats faint. Isn't that a thing?
3: Yeah, the men who stare at goats. It was
0: uh, like a
3: mockumentary about.
0: Um, but I'll ta- let's ask the expert. Yeah, Maggie, have you? Have you? Can you stare at goats and make them faint?
4: Not mine, because uh, it, only a special breed ends up being a fainting goat.
0: Really? So they're bred to faint.
4: Uh, yeah, they're called myotonic goats.
0: Oh wow! So, yeah, w- w- what's the like? Is there is there what's an the Emily's- advantage? <laughs> to that? Yeah, like what's the? Why would someone g- breed something to that? To do that?
4: Uh, because they're meat goats, and probably because if they faint, you can catch them faster and and uh, <laughs> and make them dinner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I believe that. I like that. That that sells. That works that for me. That
2: does sell.
3: That tells me that somebody along the way had decided to breed a goat that allowed them to be more lazy so that they didn't have to run and catch them.
0: Well, I feel
2: like... How do you even get that idea to begin with? Like, God, you know what? You know what? I want these goats to faint. Well,
0: we, you just have to chase one once and be like, God, I wish it wasn't running, right? <laughs> <Like that. laughs> Would that be the moment, right? Sure, but
2: how do you jump from
0: that to, I think I can breed them to faint? Well, you find the two lazy goats, and you're like, these two goats, they just don't move. I want them to have kids.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right? No? (laughs) No?
3: This is this is where we've gone.
1: <laughs>
4: it's true. It's true. Do you and know like Fortunately I 90? led you there.
0: No, I feel like you've led us to the right place. Um so. <laughs> no, I think this is where destiny wanted us. We want goat pimping. Wow. <laughs> goats. Okay. So now we pimp goats. So you live on to- in, in Montana, right?
4: Uh Yes.
0: Yeah. So I was in Montana. So of course we're talking about goat pee.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, no, no, <laughs> of course.
1: Duh.
0: No, but I will say this. I was uh, a couple of years ago. I was at MythCon. Um, yes. Which is a neat. Oh, you... Yeah, it's a great. I was there uh, when George R. Martin was there.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. I was uh, funny. I was there too.
0: Were you? So well, we we. I met... was
4: one of the pros. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. So I probably sat in and like watched you though maybe yeah no i'm pretty sure I, I have no idea but yeah no so we were yeah i but i was there and scary short woman red hair chainmail. oh yeah done i think i was like that's because <laughs> i remember being know. like that person has awesome chain mail there you go nice do you did you know nikki uh Rosengale? the artist girl who like said that she like makes this like fawn stuff so she has like it's Puka Bistro, so she like is at Miscon every year because she lives in Missoula. Oh,
4: okay, then I then I know her. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. She's, like she's really she's a really good friend of mine, but she's really so I went there to. The point I'm trying to make is, I was in Missoula, Montana, and I was like, oh my god, the food is so good. Like, there's good meat everywhere. Yes. I was going, <laughs> like, I was like, this is why am I not living here right now for the meat? It was so good. Is
2: it is it yeah. a
4: barbecue thing?
0: Uh, just better meat. Like, I don't know what.
4: We raise them here.
0: Yeah. It's like, and Go they're, fake. yeah, and aren't they more, like, free range and, like, actually, like, yes. getting. Yes. So everything tasted better. It was a lot okay. less fatty, and it was just, and it was, yeah. like, meat that wasn't, like, killed and then transported 2,000 miles.
3: Right? And frozen and all that other.
4: Right. Yeah, yeah, well, most of it is frozen, but, you know, it's interesting because uh, uh, the uh, the uh, plus side of it is, is that. Uh, because it is so fresh and it was frozen fresh, it comes out just some of the best meat around, so yeah
0: oh yeah i was I was in awe, actually,
4: yeah, yeah, you can be a foodie here, let me put it that way,
0: yeah, I think I ate pretty much nothing but meat for like an entire weekend like i was like oh my god my cholesterol is five billion but who cares uh, hey
2: look it's yeah. the protein diet it's a, it, it's a thing
0: yeah
4: yeah it's like the paleo, paleo
0: diet. the paleo diet is that the yeah. is this where—is this the origin you went montana you went carb free yeah. and gluten free
4: I, I don't see what <laughs> yeah. the
0: problem
2: is <laughs> it was a hipster's dream it was. Except it was for the vegan
0: part it was just
4: all steak it was so yeah. good
0: that sounds it, like heaven right now
4: oh yeah right? oh yeah yeah, it was yeah. The, so, how long have you been in Montana? Uh, I lived in Montana since uh, 2007.
0: Where were you prior to that?
4: Colorado. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I left Colorado because there were too many people there.
0: Mm. There's not as no well
4: No offense to folks in Colorado, but too many people. And well,
0: I'm sure
3: that our, all of our one viewers are from Colorado.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to we'll
0: use the term viewers yep. for we, a podcast. Let's for let's start a start. podcast, yeah. We're really big in Colorado. It's <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, just, it just so happens that the person listening to us right now is flying over Colorado. It's he's the only like a, reason we're really he's big
4: in like, Denver. Oh, that's why you're so
2: he's, on big. A, he's on a layover in Denver <laughs> in <Nashville>. uh, <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> yeah. Because all he has to do is listen to the stupid podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, they use us to interrogate prisoners. So. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. us and the
2: Taliban, but they don't understand what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. They don't need to. The audio's enough. Yeah. So what um, – so you're uh, – I know we covered you going into – I'm you know, sitting here waiting publishing. for
2: you to ask a question. It was like it took so long.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, I was good ask like what brought you to um, Montana, but then she just already answered that. She's ahead of me. Okay reasonably so so. catching up yeah i'm catching which (laughs) is boy (laughs) that summarizes everything here doesn't it yeah (laughs) so sky warrior what what actually inspired the name there actually now i'm kind of curious
4: oh crap um
0: that's a good start mm -hmm.
4: yeah i've never asked
0: her this oh really yeah i I get to the deep issues yeah
2: you do
4: yeah it's really weird um way back in um ancient times uh i uh came up with that handle, and I don't remember when I did, mm-hmm. but it was somewhere late eighties early nineties on the on the uh Usenet, and yeah, believe it or not, the internet did exist then, guys uh, we were
3: actually talking about muds not too long ago as well
4: uh-huh, uh-huh. like <laughs> going
0: on yeah.
4: <laughs> Anyway, so um, because I didn't really want to put my name down, sure. I simply – and I didn't want to disclose for a while um, that I was a woman mm-hmm. on the internet because you – because we had trolls back then.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. People pretend like trolling's like this new discovery, right?
4: Oh, no, 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 no. Like it's, this is – it's it's been around forever. Anyway, so I went ahead and signed everything Sky Warrior. And um so eventually it, it became sort of a joke to me because people tried to figure out whether I was a woman or mm-hmm. a man. Uh a lot of people said I was a guy, other people said I was women a woman. Um eventually eventually everybody figured it out. But you know it was it was kind of just a funny thing where i just kept going with it for for years and then finally it just whenever somebody needed to find me all they had to do was look for a email address saying sky warrior at whatever yeah and uh they could find me so there you go
0: is that a takeoff of the valkyrie at all 'Cause you're uh, like the emblem looks kind of Valkyrie ish, doesn't it? You uh, that a thing? Valkyrie ish.
4: Um well, interestingly enough, um, that was made by uh one of our authors. Our our uh design was made by uh Sue Bolich. Oh yeah. And um Sue came up with that one night and I kinda liked it and I said, Sure, go right ahead. We're good with that. I didn't know so Sue did that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that, isn't that impressive? It well, is. Sue's
0: great. Like, where, like, the question at this point is, where does Sue's talents end, right? It's like, no matter who we talk to, it's like, oh, Sue did this. Like, it all, like, <laughs> flows back somehow to Sue, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. All, uh, all loads
0: su- lead to Sue
4: Bullidge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a, she's an awesome lady. So, um, yeah, she got bored one night and decided to come up with that because uh the person who came up with a previous iteration did like um she was um unimpressed, so she's like, yeah, I can come up with something better than that <laughs> and and the way and the way she went, so that's I, that's her logo.
0: I just pictured this like very like this kind of like hmm like." Friendly but disapproving look on Sue Bullish's face. Like, hmm, that's- let me be
2: clear. And uh, I should disclose here that Sue Bullish edited both the novels that we have out. I have nightmares about that face. <laughs> do you? <laughs> <laughs> like, that face will cause flashbacks. <laughs> Does it? Ca- yeah. Her her friendly but disapproving.
0: <laughs> well, she she could do more with a disapproving frown than like many people can do screaming. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, i i was amu- i was terribly amused by that. So we we went with that, and I was like, "Well, it looks great." So,
2: oh, it does. That's- it does. it's the sword with the two wings, and yeah,
4: yeah.
0: I'm yeah. gonna have to ask her now. Yeah, you will. I will have to. We'll have to have her on at some point. She's great. I mean, absolutely. I've met her a couple times, and each time she's been like so amazingly friendly. So.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. She she uh, ask her about her horses.
0: She loves horses.
4: Oh my God! Yes, yes. She's she's amazing in terms of her horses.
0: Would she? And you can tell because she knows horses. And oh her yeah, riding like for like for me, unfortunately, many times I'll be like because I don't know anything about horses. Horses are like a bicycle you feed, right? Like, <laughs> 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 Like, like any time I'm actually riding anything now that includes horses, I realize how little I know about horses, so I just bracket it for like later put proper horse stuff in. right? <laughs> proper
1: stuff in. yeah, that's true. That's,
2: that's
4: what I have true.
0: to do. This up. Yeah, it is. I, I have yeah, because I'll do brackets for things that I just you know what I mean. That's yeah. one of them. Is sure, like, sure, like horse things. <laughs> like I don't. I
4: know. I, I usually put uh, um wt. WTF um. <laughs> <So.
0: laughs> I D K Do I had your, oh go on. No, do you put that in your manuscripts when you're like for something to look up later? Is that what you're saying? Yes.
4: And then you can just yes, do a control do. F
2: and find it?
0: God,
4: that's yeah. brilliant. And and I search for that Yeah. In particular so that, that way um I know I I'm I have this dreadful feeling that someday one of, my, one of my books is going to come out <laughs> with WTF IDK somewhere in there. In fact, one of my editors found it once, oh, that's and amazing. I went, um, "Oh, okay." Let me. Fix I guess that for I you. forgot to uh, fix that, didn't
0: I? <laughs> that's so good. Do you do you find that you do that? So when you do your first drafts, are you doing that? Um, with things that you're just like, I mean, WTF, I don't know, obviously, but like on some things you just like for the pacing of as you're going that day, you just don't want to dive into.
4: Or- yeah. A lot of it is, is, uh, that I get really, you know, I'll start getting bogged down in it. Yeah. And what will happen is, um, is that I'll be looking for, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll Caused me to uh, look at it for a long time and then I realize I'm not writing. Instead, I'm like mm-hmm. going to Facebook looking up, you know, cat memes or something like that. <laughs> and um, As a not standard that procedure, that happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, to keep myself from doing that, a lot of times I'll be like, I just really don't feel like writing this, so I'll put that down. Mm hmm. And what's interesting is that when I come back to it, sometimes I'll just eliminate it entirely.
0: <laughs> yeah, you worked around it so much. You're just like, I don't need that. <laughs> I
4: funny. don't need that anymore. What What was I thinking?
0: Yeah. Really?
2: Why did I even put this
0: here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> WTF.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, that 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 goes back to the WTF part of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, and in fact, that I think it was uh, one of the stories in my my one of my books called demons and shadows i was going to go into describing the the village and the villagers and this and that and the other thing and i was like i really don't want to deal with that so i went ahead put wtf idk and then when my editor came back to me and said uh maggie uh what is you know, you, you miss something here. And I'm like, oh, um, um, and I looked and I was like, oh, wait, this doesn't even need to be in here. What the heck? <laughs> so um, it went away. Poof.
0: Well, that feels like alleviating at that point. And that's
3: like. actually uh, for anybody who's uh, aspiring to write or has started out on it. That's actually uh, kind of a good tip. If there's something that feels laborious to write, it might be laborious to read as well. So it's good to kind of tag that in there and come back later and say, is this really necessary? Uh, that in the
2: SATs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true.
4: <laughs> but, but do do a search on that, those, those words. I mean, I used to do it where I used to use asterisks, like put yeah. like five asterisks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But eventually... Um, Eventually, I came up with that after somebody—I think somebody else on the internet—mentioned that, and I said, "You know, that's a really good idea. I can search for that all the time."
2: Sure, because there's nowhere in the English language that those letters are going to appear in that order. Exactly. Yeah, unless,
3: yeah, unless you're describing like somebody texting, and that's. that's true. That's very far and off. Well, right? she's
2: writing epic fantasy, so I'm not sure that. That's yeah, that's an issue. probably
3: not
0: going to It's a. Uh, she has a ve- uh, I'm, I'm sure, like that comes up in like telepathy, and you know, I don't know. I haven't read that <laughs> far, Maggie. I- <laughs> she's revealing it the next chapter.
4: Oh goodness! Yeah, Spo- now- spoilers!
2: Now we now we ruined the next book. <laughs> uh,
4: now I've got now I've got to write something which actually has somebody text. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, we're here to we're here to help. We're here to guide. Yeah.
4: yeah, sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My
2: Hovercraft is full of eels.
4: <laughs> Ooh. Goodness, yeah, we still have to, we we still have to, I still have to get that uh, that anthology going. That is going to be so much fun.
2: That's, that seems like a WTF-IDK. It seems like th- th- that phrase could work itself very easily into a My
0: Hovercraft is full of eels anthology. Well, it sounds like maybe that's the title of the anthology.
4: <laughs> uh yeah no actually the title of the anthology is My Hovercraft is Full of E Oh is
0: it Oh okay so yeah never mind then that's amazing Yeah I, yeah. I was actually
2: referencing something
0: Oh I thought you were just wow so I <laughs> Yeah I was as too... lost as you Grant Yeah I'm two pages behind here in this book yeah so though that's a thing
4: Yeah we actually have an anthology that's going to uh we're going to be doing readings and uh one of the uh for those listeners who are interested in that um <clears throat> it has to have the line my hovercraft is full of eels somewhere
1: <laughs> That's in amazing. the story
4: and it has to make sense and um beyond that you're you're welcome to do whatever you want
0: well how how was that born how was that like where did that come from? That, there, there, there's a story there. Is it, can you disclose the story? Or is uh, it like- Yeah,
4: sure. It actually comes from a Monty Python skit where, um, where a guy is trying to uh, speak another language. Instead, his, uh, his language, because of the language barrier, it comes out my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Was that the, uh, and now for something completely different?
4: That I do – yeah, I suspect so.
3: I think it was.
4: And um, as a matter of fact, there's one website somewhere uh, online that has the translations in like 200 languages (laughs) for that.
0: Are you serious?
4: (laughs) I am not kidding. And by the way, if you look it up and you find those, you can also have it in another language and have um, – in the anthology and in fact i kind of like that idea and star it and, and put in friends my hovercraft is full of eels or whatever <laughs> that's amazing um, so you know that's where that's where we're going with that i looked at that and i said oh this has got to be an anthology
3: so where can the listeners find the information for that anthology
4: uh, there is absolutely no information about a written yet, okay. except I think on Facebook. But what they can do is they can go to skywarriorbooks.com and uh, click on our uh, guidelines, and then click on the anthology guidelines. And at least they'll get an idea as to what we're kind of looking for. And I will put that up. I promise I will frog because I really need to do this.
3: Well, when you do, we can, (laughs) we can also, uh, we'll add it as a a link when we put the podcast up so we can link
2: directly to it as well.
4: Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, it'll be
2: a little bit before this podcast goes up anyway. So you'll probably have it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, frog can pester me about that. And, uh,
2: Oh, be- why pester you about that when there is like a hundred other things I can pester you about? Oh,
4: <laughs> well, that's true. There is, there is. So, anyway, huh. so that's what we're so that that is what we are doing on that. Now, we do have some books coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be having a Zombie Fide Three coming out very very shortly.
2: Oh, we're on three now.
4: Oh, yes. Okay, and um.
2: I knew two had come out. I didn't know that three had come out. Yeah,
4: three. Uh, we have the um, e-book out. And uh, uh, right now I'm working at getting the uh, getting the trade paper back out. So that will be out and happy soon. And we have a number of other wonderful books that are uh, coming down the pike, including like one from a well-known – Author who is on this podcast.
0: There's one looming, huh?
4: Yeah, there is one looming. <laughs> um, speaking of Sue, I still have to talk with her and see about uh, her editing uh, that book. But uh, there you go. Is there, is there a release date for <laughs> said? Uh... Well, it hasn't even been edited
0: yet.
2: so no. it okay. hasn't
4: even been edited. But I'm hoping that maybe it'll be ready for the Christmas season.
2: Awesome. Yeah, Nathan's working on the cover art for that one. He's Ooh. his preliminary sketches are looking really good.
4: Oh, good, 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 good. So, so that should so that should be fun.
2: The, as we, t- you know, time in the middle of our podcast to discuss,
4: you know, my business.
0: Well, see, that, well, this is what's so good about us. We're like, so here's behind the scenes, right? Yeah,
4: because yeah, we'll, we'll
0: fix it in post, and then we never do. we never fix
4: it in post. We never. Nah, post. that's okay.
0: Well, there's so many. There's so many like really serious like. This is the craft of writing.
2: Although I, I do have to ask, when are we getting the next Gary Jonas book?
4: I don't know. You'll have to ask Gary Jonas. <sighs>
2: Blast! I was hoping you had some inside info for me.
4: Actually, his uh, actually his uh, fifth book is coming out through him. Okay. And uh, he showed the cover recently on Facebook. So that's exciting. That is that is an exciting thing.
2: Are, are you still doing? the jonathan shade series is that still coming out with sky warrior or?
4: uh i would love to but uh gary decided to buy back because uh, he, he bought back he, okay yeah he said he said i'm making money now Woohoo! <laughs> 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 and i'm like okay all i didn't right realize there. no it's okay um gary's a good friend of mine so um no no worries there um and by the way for uh those of you listening please go buy Gary Jonas's books he does write an excellent excellent uh story and he does do excellent urban fantasy i do have an interesting story about him too
0: oh sure um, yeah go for it
4: uh gary um how he ended up being one of my first authors was um, years ago at Mile High Con back when I lived in Colorado. it's um, an appropriately named con. <laughs> High con? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's Mile High Con. Um, he had a reading and and I stopped in and listened to it, uh, you know, more as a, uh, you know, a friend hanging out. Sure. Because, uh, cause, you know, You'd never want to have like read to the walls.
0: Type of thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go support each other in that.
4: Yeah, yeah. So he had a few other people in there, so there was no worries there. I could have laughed and been insulting, but instead I heard <laughs> uh, I heard the first chapter of uh, of modern sorcery, mm. and I th- and it stuck with me over those years. And when I finally decided to go ahead and do the publishing thing, I decided to send um, – as a matter of fact, it was on the way to RadCon when I came up with this idea. that That's another thing don't ever, ever give me long tracks of, of driving to do because I come up with some of the worst ideas ever. <laughs> yeah. like,
2: uh-huh. like becoming
0: a publisher?
4: Publisher, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that were you were driving up from
0: Colorado, right? You thought, hey, no,
4: this no, is a no, good no, idea. No, 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 no. I was driving actually, I was driving from um, I was driving from Missoula to uh, to the Tri-Cities over in Washington, over in Pasco. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a long enough drive. To where and there's, uh,
0: there's not a lot to do on that drive but think. <laughs> yeah, not, exactly.
4: Yeah, yeah. Or listen to the same music over Sure, over. yeah. And, um, and so what I ended up doing was I, I think I had a smartphone at that point, and I uh, sent him an email message and said, Hey, I'm going to be opening up a publishing house, and um, I'd like you to be one of the first authors. And I think I actually called him at that point because I think I had his number at some point. I may, I may or may not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so um, I've come to find out later down the line. He's like, um, you know, I had pretty much quit on writing. And I said, you're shitting me. Oh, sorry.
1: No, no me, we do uh, not fucking uh, care. Yeah,
4: you. <laughs> I, said, you're, I said, you're shitting me. And he says, no, no, I was about ready to quit. Uh, he said, I'd given up on writing. I hadn't gone anywhere with this. And uh, then you contacted me, and I started writing again. So there you go. There's a story for you.
2: Look at you reaching out here. And and rightfully so. Gary Jonas is one of like my he, favorite he's a, he's, I'm a he's, huge Gary Jonas fan. Oh, nerd. really? So, yeah. yeah.
4: He's like the Gary Jonas stalker. I really so. am. <laughs> really, I,
2: I am. I am a huge Gary Jonas fan.
0: So if we had like Gary Jonas on here, you'd just be giddy.
2: I I would, and I'm I'm trying.
0: Nice. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I
2: put out that feeler.
4: We'll see. Well, you should ask me to ask him. There we go. Well, there we go. There's, There's your here end. we are. There's can, the end. Can you ask? Yeah, him? Yeah, because I, I I mean I can certainly get a hold of Gary,
2: and I've never actually talked to Gary. I've I've like Facebooked with him. I've wrote blog posts about him, but. You,
4: got, you he's wrote really,
0: blog really, posts.
2: Like, really what is it? Yeah, you got
1: it.
0: I have his poster on my wall. And <laughs> I've got yeah. Well, no, I
2: used to, I used to do the review site, and so I've got sure, a yeah, of different,
0: absolutely. Gary Jonas books that are... I, I just like how how that was silly, like right, building yeah, no, there. It, right, it's, that was it's like a little stalker. Yeah, it's not yeah. Not a lie. <laughs> it was I'm really huge, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a. But he's, he's really good. Yeah. Well, now we have an in. It sounds like yes. Yeah. yeah no kidding.
2: Yeah. Although. Yeah, Maggie's got a pretty decent stable all the way around, um, including the, the other gentleman we're interviewing today. Because we got Bob coming on today, too. To mm. nice
4: oh, Bob interview. Brown? Yeah, yep. Bob Brown. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool.
2: Interviewing with us, so. Uh,
4: cool. Uh, Bob's a good guy, too. Yeah, I mean, he hey, killed uh,
2: me off, but other than that.
0: <laughs> oh, were you killed off in a story? Yeah. By him? He wrote me in and then killed me. Good. <laughs> That's an honor.
2: Good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: who you know you are are like, it. good. Yeah, I love that. That was awesome.
2: He changed the animal name at the last second because they hadn't contacted me and sure. uh, Phil Radford who he was co-writing with was worried about it. And so they changed it from Frog Jones to Badger Jones. <laughs> 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 and then they killed off Badger in the second book. Oh,
4: and,
3: that's fantastic. Yeah.
2: That's good. Oh.
3: Maggie, it's been an absolute blast having you on here. Thank you sh- so much for deciding to endure a bit of. Well, I think you share in our insanity a little bit. If I'm, if I be honest,
4: oh, good God, yes. <laughs> but
3: either way, it's been an absolute uh, blast having you on here. And uh, remember, everybody, uh, skywarriorbooks.com. dot uh, com. Check out to see what's being published there, and uh, do remember about the anthology as well. Uh, my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> That's gonna be so good. I'm so anxious to see what comes of that. <laughs> On the next episode of Three Unwise Men, I think I only watched the first two. I never got around to
2: the third one. But for me, there goes the recommendation. Yeah, I I know, yeah <laughs> right? thanks, thanks. well, it's just wow. Well, they were they were fucking addicting. I never watched the third. I
0: didn't quite make it the last.